Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast of your life today. It is a Saturday morning. I was going to do this podcast review last night. I really was. And after I saw the movie again last night for the second time, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? Instead of me doing what I always do, which is do a review right after I see the movie... I'm going to take my time to actually think about it. And I mean really, really think about it. Because there are moments every now and then, and maybe you know this more than I do, probably is more of a little bit of a self-reflection. We get so hyped. We get to a point where we think to ourselves, we're like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is awesome. This is spectacular in every way. And we want to talk about it. We really do. But then we form a little bit of a recency bias where we think something is awesome, but we don't really take the time to actually think about it. And I really didn't want to do that with this film, this spectacular masterpiece that we literally just witnessed. And if you didn't see it, don't worry. Moving forward, this will be spoiler-free review, so you don't have anything to worry about that. I thought that it would be a little bit of a disservice for me to just talk about it right then and there. And I wanted some time to marinate. I wanted some time to, like, ease the excitement. You know, because the first time when I saw the movie, I'm like, dear good God. My anxiety and my excitement was through the roof. I literally told my girlfriend, my lazy panda, as soon as the night was over, I'm like, okay, I need to sit down. I need to, I need to calm, I need to calm down. My adrenaline was, like, all the way up to the point where I'm, like, almost passing out. And it's like, yeah, it was that amazing. It was that, it was that awesome. And holy shit. Let me not beat around the bush anymore. You are here because you want to hear me talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. The spoiler-free review. Good, good, diggity hot dog of a damn. What a movie it was. Now, as once again, let me calm down. Levitz do what we're supposed to do and do the original format. All that plus our supervillain quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout-outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major, major shout-out to every single one of the cast and crew that made this movie possible. That's, that, that's pretty much all what it boils down to because from the writing to the cinematographers to the director, John Watts, and all the other guys, Tom Holland and Zendaya and... Jacob, I forgot his last name, the guy that plays Ned, from everyone involved in this movie, thank you so much for delivering what an awesome, awesome movie it was. And I can't begin to fathom of how long this took because I remember at one point Tom Holland did say that if this didn't work out, there was going to be a backup plan. No, this movie definitely delivered in, in its amazing I I can't even put the words I'm just so like happy in terms of what we gotten there were a little concerns just just a little bit just a little bit 
but we're going to talk about that in more. Regardless, thank you so much, Tom Holland. Thank you so much, Zendaya, John Watts, all people, everyone that was involved in this movie. Thank you so much for delivering what you did. And if we get three more movies off of Spider-Man, and they're probably going to be even bigger, badder, better than this, ooh-wee, time is going to tell. Time will tell. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive right into it. The spoiler-free review of Spider-Man No Way Home. And that comes right in a bit. For months now, four months now, I was trying to wrap my brain around in terms of what is it that I find so fascinating about the other Spider-Men as opposed to Tom Holland's character. You see, as I was watching all of those movies back to back to back, uh, I gotten a couple of people that asked me, who is my favorite Spider-Man out of all three of them? Out of all three you know, from the Sam Raimi films to the Mark Webb films and now the John Watts films, which one was my favorite out of all of them? And the only answer that I could actually give at that time, because I didn't really have time to think about it, was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And the reason why I gave that answer was pretty much for me, now that I think about it, a cop-out reason. Nostalgia. I grew up with him. You know, I he, he resonated with me a little bit more. He got me to truly understand who Spider-Man was at the time. And then, of course, the amazing, not the amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm talking about Spider-Man 2 from 2004. When I saw that movie, it instantly clicked on me in terms of why I like this character a little bit more. Then we fast forward to where we are today. How was Tom Holland's character? How did he do as opposed to Homecoming, Far From Home, and then No Way Home? And a large part of me thought to myself, okay, this guy did okay. He's doing okay as Spider-Man. And even though you can go to the critics, you can go to the reviewers, you can go to the diehard, hardcore uh, Spider-Man fans much more than me. That have way more knowledge than I do. They could come up with every little tiny reason in terms of what makes this character whole. What makes this character complete as Spider-Man. And I guess with me, once again, being a cop-out answer, it just didn't resonate with me as much as opposed to Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield because he's still a young kid. I don't know what it is about young child actors, even though he's not a child, but, you know, he's like 19 or 20 right now. I don't know what it is about young actors that I can't really connect to that much. I don't know if it's uh, it's a maturity thing. I don't know if I prefer someone a little bit older. I don't know if it's something to do to do with the character in my eyes that they're playing, that they're still playing a teenager. And there's a part of me that for some odd reason can't resonate with that as I did back then. Now, why am I explaining all of this? Well, put it this way. After seeing this movie, and like I said, this is a spoiler-free review, so don't worry about me spoiling anything. After seeing this movie, I then realized, 
out of the two pieces of cinema that we've gotten to the closest representation of Spider-Man, if not the perfect representation, Spider-Man 2 from, P- uh, I'm sorry, Spider-Man 2 from 2004 and Spider-Man for the PS4. In fact, I can argue that Spider-Man PS4 was the best representation that we've had, the best depiction that we've had for Spider-Man to be who he is. But those two pieces of art, those two uh, cinematic storytellings, one was a movie, one was a game. This movie, No Way Home, is the third. The third best depiction and representation we've had to Spider-Man by far. By far. Okay? The third best representation. This movie, I, I remember I watched... I'm sorry, not that I watched. I remembered looking at a... Twitter feed and one person asked a question how would you rate or what would you say are your three words that best rates and describes Spider-Man No Way Home and a lot of people gave their answers a lot of people gave like bullshit answers some people were trolls some people were haters you know you get that now and then but for me what can I truly understand what can I truly say you know amazing that's obvious spectacular that's another obvious but also heartbreaking. This is probably one of the most heartbreaking movies I have ever... No, heartbreaking Spider-Man movies. And notice that I say Spider-Man movies, not an MCU movie with Spider-Man in it. Because if you remember, and I don't know what... I think the Spider-Gods or the MCU gods were literally looking at me and they've been hearing me bitch and moan and complain about how Homecoming and Far From Home, they did not resonate with me very well because I just felt like they were just uh, Avengers films or, 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 or MCU films with Spider-Man in it. And they heard me and they were like, you know what? We hear you and a lot of people can't agree with you. Shut the fuck up and let us do our job. And I did. Now, I shut the fuck up and I let them do their job. And they did a fantastic job. They really did. They did a fantastic motherfucking job. When we look at this movie and we thought to ourselves, okay, this is the most highly anticipated movie that we can come across to since Avengers Infinity War and since Avengers Endgame. But there's a key difference with that. There really is. With Infinity War and Endgame, these were this was 10 years of storytelling of character development of bringing everything together because we knew eventually this was going to happen the way it did no way home on the other hand and tom holland said it best i'm not spoiling anything here like i said but tom holland said it best this is 20 years of storytelling and world building 20 years which triumphs over anything of what i've seen in a very long time but let me get back to the words that i described one of the most heartbreaking spider-man films that i've ever seen in quite a while and it only made this that much better the anticipation was building it was to the point where we couldn't contain the excitement anymore this is clearly going to shatter the global box office in every single way I won't be surprised if this hits over a billion dollars literally in a matter of less than a month. I will not be surprised in any way, shape, or form. So now that I described all of that, let's go into the synopsis. 
we look at the trailers. We've seen the trailers. And a lot of you have seen all of them, aside from me. Now that I've seen all of them, we can actually talk about it. And like I said, I'm not spoiling anything. As we see from the trailers and from the last movie, Far From Home, Spider-Man's identity is revealed. His identity is revealed. So the best way for him to try to fix everything is for him to go to Doctor Strange and see if Doctor Strange can make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Shits go haywire. Everything goes out of whack. And now all of a sudden, other villains from past films come into the fold. And from the... From the news and from the the articles and everything that was coming to us where Alfred Molina was returning and Jamie Foxx was returning and William Defoe was returning. William Defoe, Jesus Christ, did he did a fantastic job in this movie. Oh my god. He was a he was probably a better Green Goblin here as opposed to the last part that he played. Oh my God did he kill it in this role. Once again, let me. I'm getting too excited. Let me bring it back down. Bring it back down, Garcia. It's all good. Bring it back down. It's all good, baby. It's all good. Everything goes out of haywire, and now Spider-Man has to do whatever he can to try to fix everything before the world and everything else goes to shit. God damn. God diggity damn. It's so hard for me to talk about this without spoiling anything. And like I said, what I just said came from the trailers, so... You know, you don't have to worry about that. What I loved about this movie is the fact that almost every character, almost, I would say a good 90% of all the characters that was involved in this movie basically had a completed story arc in their own way. And that's something that's extremely hard, especially when you're jumbling so many characters in one setting. But like I said, this is 20 years of storytelling and world building. So even though you can actually make knowledge of the fact that the past Spider-Man films has been leading up to this, you can make a strong argument for that. We pretty much knows each character's strengths and weaknesses. And the fact that every single one of them completed their story arc only made it that much more satisfying. From beginning to middle, all the way to end, to a character's motivation, to redemption, to their reason uh is their reasoning is in terms of what they do, why they do it, it all got wrapped up in a bow. The action and cinematography was fantastic. It kept you engaging from all the way to the beginning to all the way towards the end. And even though there were some slow down parts, you're going to get that. You know, you're going to get to the point where, you know, the movie can't take a break from everything from time to time. But at the end of the day, it did not disappoint. Because the same way that you can go through a lot of action and everything has to go, 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 go. You really want those moments to just settle down and breathe. And this movie actually gave that to us. It really did. Then you come to the moments where, like I said, everything just kept you engaged. And there were moments where you thought, okay, well... That's good. Oh, no, no, that, wait, that's good. Can that be better? No, no, no. That that was really... Holy shit. Oh, oh, did that happen? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was to one of those. I really hate that motorcycle thing that's going on. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, like, getting distracted with so much that goes on, you know, right outside this booth. It's a Saturday morning, and yet things always happen. I don't get it. Just stay sleeping. 
you know, because we voice actors, we got to do what we can. You know, we just we just got to do what we can. Uh, um, Other pros that I thought to myself was. This is a heartbreaking movie. It really is. The themes about young love to friendship to redemption and the idea of giving second chances, second chances. That's what really what this movie was about, giving second chances and the fact that it teaches you once again that you could look at the bigger picture. You could come up with tons of reasoning. You can come up with tons of excuses for you to do uh, something that could lead into something grander. There's always a moment where you have to think to yourself, are you doing the right thing? Are you doing the smart thing? Because they can contradict each other in many, many ways. And this movie teaches you, as Spider-Man, as a human being, as a hero, you have to do what is right every time. You do what you can to help people. You do what you can to save people. And it can come back to Daredevil. It can come back to Batman. It can come back to tons of heroes that we've seen from past cinemas, from past shows, movies, and games, and everything else. What makes you truly who you are in terms of a hero, in terms of being greater or being something that you aspire to be, you always have to do what is right. And this movie definitely reminded you of that. It really does. Regardless of the consequences. Actually, no, let me take that back. Not regardless of the consequences, because there are consequences with every choices that you make. And this movie depicted that so beautifully in many, many ways. And there are times where it's extremely heartbreaking. And when I say heartbreaking, you're going to know what I mean as, as soon as you see this movie. And not as soon as you see it, but you're, it, it's, it's fucking heartbreaking and yet satisfying in its own way. And that's something that I really, really admire and commend so much about this movie, about this film. It's a movie, it's film, it's art. Giving second chances, friendship, young love, all of that gets twindled, not twindled, that's the wrong word, all wrapped, all blended together, and it gave us something cinematic and something that we can truly, truly maybe want to watch more than once, more than twice, more than three times if we really want to. Because this is the type of movie that you definitely want to see more than twice. You know, see it twice, give some time, give it a break, because that's what I'm going to do. Give it a break and then see it a third time, maybe like a week after or two weeks after, whenever you're, whenever to your convenience. But I stated all of the pros. Let me talk about the cons now, okay? Let me talk about the cons. I truly, truly felt, and after seeing it for the second time, the final battle was underutilized just a little bit, okay? Underutilized. I truly felt that not all villains were used in a way that could have made the final battle that much more grand. You know, it, it, it came to the point where I really thought that the final battle was going to take a huge toll on Spider-Man, but... I don't know, like, again, it's hard for me to not spoil this, but 
let's just say I wanted more. I wanted just a tad, tad bit more. Especially when we are seeing the closest representation to the Sinister Six. And when I say closest representation, I mean the closest. It's not perfect, but this is the closest representation to what we're going to have to a Sinister Six. And I'm not spoiling anything. This is common knowledge, especially to the trailers and all the villains reveals of what we've been seeing up to this point. The editing, I would not say was choppy, but the editing was a little bit confusing to me. And when I say confusing, I mean there were a few editing choices where I thought to myself, did they do this over time restraints? Did they do this because of reshoots? Or did they do this because what we saw in the trailer, they did not want to copy off of what they were putting out in the trailer? There were definitely a couple of reshoots that did not really mesh well with me at the time because I thought that the shots that we saw in the trailers was way better. And I also felt that the editing in terms of certain jokes, and, and, that's, and that's another thing that I want to get to, the editing in terms of character progression and character motivation was a little bit off. And this is just me being nitpicky, you know, because I have to judge this movie very fairly. That's me being nitpicky, okay? The jokes, the, like every MCU movie, there are tons of jokes. And like I said, this is, the most, this is one of the most heartbreaking Spider-Man films I've ever seen, but it's also one of the funniest ones I've ever seen. And I'm not complaining on how funny it was. Don't get me wrong. I love Thor Ragnarok. I loved a lot of the other past jokes that they've done. I kind of felt like the jokes were were done a little bit too much. Just a bit. Just a bit. A little bit too much in this movie. And I think it was done in a way that would counteract the balance of how dark and gritty that this movie is. Maybe I wanted a little bit less of it. Or it's the fact that I wanted less of the other character, Ned. I wanted less of him, honestly. There's something about side characters that are the comic relief. And sometimes the comic relief is done to like... Because whenever we see movies and whenever something is dark and gritty and heartbreaking and it really gets you down, it really brings you down the mood... There are times where the comic relief is there to try to ease and break the tension. And it's done in a way for the audience to actually breathe and relax, right? I felt like in this one, it was done a little bit too much. Just a little bit. And I wanted less of that. I actually wanted more of the realistic tone that this movie was going for. Especially when it comes to the character of Spider-Man in general. When you see the movie and you watch Ned... I understand he's there as a side character and he's a supporting character. I completely understand that. I really wanted less of him, though. I really did. And I felt like there was a couple of jokes, just a couple, that went on a little bit too long. Does it break the film for me? No. Does it? Is it enough for me to complain where I would say that this is outrageous or anything like that? No. I just felt like... Every MCU is going to go through this. Every MCU movie, from Iron Man all the way till now, every MCU movie is going to go through this, where it's just jokes, 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 jokes. Sometimes, and there's an old saying, less is more. Less is more. And I'm not complaining on how funny it was. 
I just wanted a little bit less of him. In other words, if I can point this out, I wanted more of one character and less of Ned. And when I say one, I mean a couple. I wanted more of a couple characters and less of him. There was also a scene where, once again, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was another character that said that they found this character off screen. That's kind of a letdown to me. And like I said, it's just me being very nitpicky. That's kind of a little bit of a letdown because we want to see exactly how it happened or what it is. Even if it was just a couple of scenes, a couple of seconds of a scene, I really, really wanted to watch more of that. Overall, overall, with my nitpicks and my praise and everything that comes all together, this movie was fantastic. It really was. It truly, once again, and I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face, it truly depicted on how Spider-Man is and is supposed to be. When he, has, when he doesn't have nobody, he does things all on his own. What he does, there are sacrifices to be made. People get hurt around him. The sacrifice that he makes, the people that he lose, the choices that he makes to do the the right thing, saving people, consequences, all of that fits in terms of who Spider-Man is. And like I said, aside from Spider-Man 2 from the two, from 2004 and Spider-Man for the PS4 game, this is the third best representation that we've had to a Spider-Man movie. And you bet your sweet ass I'm going to get this on 4K or Ultra DVD or whatever the hell it is. Buy it on Amazon Prime. I don't give a damn. I am going to own this movie. Okay? This movie was fantastic. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Okay? That's why in terms of Spider-Man 2 and uh, Spider-Man PS4, this is just the third right under them. Just the third. But it was still amazing. Way better than the previous two films. Um, Homecoming and Far From Home. Way better. But it does deliver. It does not disappoint. And this movie is just fucking awesome. If I'm going to give it a rating. I'm honestly stuck from giving it a 9 to a 9.5. I'm honestly stuck because I enjoy this movie so much that I want to give it a 9.5, but I'm trying to justify that and trying to bring it back with all of the nitpicky stuff. So if I'm going to give a crazy number, God, I, I feel like I should use letter grading more than number grading because this is just this is just confusing. But maybe I should do letter grading from this point forward because... Numbers, in my opinion, it it's all subjective. It really is. So maybe I'll do just that. Fuck it. I'll do just that starting today. And I'm just doing it because there's no way for me to give an actual number. We've been graded upon, you know, letter grades for schools. I'll probably do this now. I'm going to give this movie an A-. minus, An A-. minus. Okay? I'm giving this movie... It's better than a B plus. Way better than a B plus. I'm giving this movie an A minus. This movie is fantastic. 
Go watch it once. Go watch it twice. Watch it three times after giving it some time to, you know, marinate and relax and think about it and enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. With everything that I said, enjoy yourself and you will not be disappointed. Spider-Man, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, No Way Home, fantastic. And that's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know, it's funny because I asked about this on my Twitter feed just last night. What else could I look forward to? I mean, we've now reached the end of the year. Well, not really. We still have two more weeks left until 2022 hits. And where do we go from here? What is the next best thing for me to anticipate, for me to look forward to? And the answer, in my opinion, has to be the Batman. Robert Pattinson's The Batman. I really don't want to go through the whole phase of watching the Joel Schumacher films and all Batman films and every movie that Batman was a part of. I really don't want to go through all that. Instead, I'm just going to let the anticipation build, let it build, let it build, let it build, and then I'll watch the movie in and of its own right. What I will do in order for me to get ready for the Batman, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to replay the Batman Arkham games. I'm going to replay those. I'm not going to review it as much as I review movies and shows and whatnot. Because like I said, I'm not an expert in reviewing games as I want to be. But this is just a personal thing for me. It's just a personal thing. In terms of what we will be looking forward to towards the ending of the year, I guess the top 10, maybe top 15 pieces of superhero stuff that we've gotten throughout the year and organize them and rate them and talk about them. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what I loved, what I didn't love. I'm going to have to do tons of research. I'm probably have to rewatch a couple of things in terms of how I felt at the time. And, you know, there'll probably be a couple of shows I'll be X'd out. There'll probably be a couple of movies that will not make the list, but it's my list. And it's definitely something to look forward to. It's definitely something that I that I enjoy doing. And it's something that I really want to do, especially when it comes to the epic movies that I've been seeing from, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, The Suicide Squad, and everything else that came in between. It's going to be fun, but I'm going to have to really, really think about it and really decide which one is number 10 or 15 and which one is number one. So there is that. There is that. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up. You know what to do. First and foremost, Hulk smash that like button, that follow button on... on, on, I'm getting tongue-tied again. iTunes and Spotify. It's early in the morning, guys. What do you want from me? Come on. It's early in the morning. It's Saturday morning. I I should still be sleeping. I should still be sleeping. Voice of Garcia on Twitter and Instagram. You know what to do. Hit me up on one of those. And if you want to get on the podcast, which we will have a special guest on Tuesday where I will do a spoiler-filled review. We will we will talk about all the spoilers. We will talk massively in terms of what we thought, what we liked, what we didn't like, my concerns, you know, what's next, and blah, blah, blah. And this is a guy that I go to work with. And he's a cool dude. He's a massive fan like me. 
Just wait until Tuesday night. I'm sorry, Wednesday morning, because that's when the episode will drop. Wednesday morning slash afternoon, because we will do the recording Tuesday night. So be prepared for that. Spoiler filled review. So I'm giving you a few extra days to watch the movie and then come back to my podcast. And then we can talk all spoilers. If you have any questions in terms of what you want for me to answer. Let me know in the comments. Let me know. You can tweet at me. You can direct message me. Direct message. Who says that? DM me. Fucking young kids. DM me. And we'll make some magic happen. We'll make some magic happen. With that being said, let's go into our super villain quote of the day. And you know what? Let's go into Green Goblin. Played by William Defoe, And he says, and I quote... You're struggling to have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. And my response to that is, William Defoe, you were born to play that role. I can only imagine of how awesome it would be if you decide to play the Joker. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Guys, have a great weekend. I will see you or hear from you or whatever the context is i will see you guys tuesday night slash wednesday morning where the next episode will be dropping some new changes are going to happen some new things are going to be coming i'm still organizing still experimenting but voice of garcia outside the comics volume 2 will not be going anywhere it's a new year it's a new day and we will make the best of it and when it comes to All the games, news, shows, movies, whatever the case may be, always remember. If you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.